Hello, my name is Sam, and I was born in 1962, so I guess you could say that I'm a late baby boomer. Hi, and I'm Jan. I was born in 1980, which technically makes me a zenial, right in between Generation X and the Millennials. And you're listening to Generational Roundtable. In this podcast, we're going to be asking a series of questions on a broad range of topics. We're discussing everything from spirituality and religion, psychology and philosophy, history and sociology, and even a sprinkle of politics. We don't have the answers, the final answers to any of these questions, but we hope that you enjoy our mental and spiritual sparring sessions as much as we do. So now, sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, Sam. Hey, Jan. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? Oh, not bad. Not bad. Hey, round four. Round we're, four. <laughs> yay, we're still going. And uh, we're uh, taking more time to talk about time. I couldn't resist. <laughs> right. Awesome. So welcome, everybody, to Generational Roundtable. Um, we're in, uh, the, uh, discussing the topic of time. So this is time part two and Sam, it's my turn again, right? Yes. I think, I think it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Ne guys, next time Sam next. is going to kick off. So, yeah. um, I'm going to start again. So just a quick recap, uh, last week we spoke about time more from a personal, um, perspective what time means to us how our perception is how we manage time um, how our perception changed from a child's perspective to now being older and also seeing it through our children's eyes and uh, me also through my parents eyes uh, today we want to open it up a little bit broader so um, Sam and I have discussed this at large Let's talk about a more general perception of time that doesn't partake just to us in personally. Um, when we discuss time, and it's it's a little it's hard. I, see, I'm a huge fan of time travel shows, not just Back to the Future, which which is a great uh, great uh, movie. Up uh, all these years later. Um, but there's an amazing German series on Netflix uh, at the moment called Dark. And it's about very complex time loops and how everything is uh, connected within a, an infinite time loop of uh, three timelines and also three different dimensions. It's very complex. So if you want to really uh, get your mind blown a little bit, uh, it's a good tip. Uh, What's the name of it? Dark. It, dark. Uh, it has an English title, even though it's it's a, it's a German German show. It's it's good. It's like if you if you want to brush up on your German, watch it in the original. Um, but it's also dubbed in English, so it's uh, it's it's there. Um, but it's more. It's not something I subscribe to in terms of oh, this is a theory that's possible, and this is pretty much how it is. It's just a beautiful. Um, it's a it's a brain exercise to to rethink how time is possible, right? And I think that's pretty much what we also want to dig in today. Um, so, 
the overall, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Sam. So the overall perception of time, especially more in more modern times, is that time is on a line. It's linear. Um, right? There's this, right. like an arrow. Right. Some, and a past, a present, and a future. And that's how most people seem to conceptualize time. Exactly. So I remember when my dad taught me uh, the, the English tenses or tenses in, in English. And he, the first thing he did, he drew an arrow, like a, like a line in the middle of a blank sheet of paper. And mm-hmm. it had, had a little, the tip of the arrow was on the right. Um, there's also cultural things that, that, that time, our perception of time starts left and goes to the right. Correct? Right. So, Correct. <laughs> I, you know, I wonder because uh, there's a lot of other cultures out there that, that write from right to left. If you ask them how time goes, does it go from right to left or from left to right? Interesting. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> we would need to ask a Japanese person or an Arab or, or Farsi speaking person if they, how they would draw a timeline. Right, right. So, and from, you know, when you grow up, th- that makes perfect sense because it's, it's simple, right? So it goes from left to right. Um, everything has a beginning and everything has an end, especially us. We, we were born and then stuff happens and then we die so somewhere on this line and then um, when you study history you have a lot of arrows and timelines everything starts left at some point and ends somewhere further down on the right and then some other line goes further and ends further or then they 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 overlap or or end but that's always how it goes Mm -hmm. and um I was fortunate enough to to study other cultures and other theories. And, you know, the first time I actually uh, was confronted with, with or having to rethink my concept of time was during a course I took um, on uh, theories of the apocalypse. I th- um, okay. I don't even know which... You know what, the funny thing, I think it was even in English. I think it was even in English studies. It was an overlap between sociology and English. And what we did mm-hmm. is we looked at different cultures and historical texts from that how different cultures saw the apocalypse. There are from Mayans to the Egyptians to from, from Christianity, Islam... Judaism, there's always a certain, um, there's always an apocalypse happening, happening further or sooner or later, right? And mm-hmm. um, w- what struck me was, it, and again, this is based upon how it was presented to me, that we and how we see time is actually the exception. Our modern culture that sees time as linear with a clear beginning and an open ending uh, that's just us and that the apocalypse will be the end of it that it's the end times right so in, in a lot of people will also call it uh, the end of time right. that what we perceive as as the constant going forward might end the end of the world which means 
does that mean the end of time or not? So again, it, it's very open. How and what stuck with me was the a lot of the characteristics of how the apocalypse is presented in uh, the book of John, like the revelations is there are similarities to older Egyptian uh, understanding of an apocalypse. However, and that was, that was, uh, I was um, informed of that. The Egyptians didn't see that linear. They saw it cyclical. So that out of a, a, an apocalypse, something new will arise and will set the whole cycle in motion again. That the apocalypse is not the end of it, but it is, it is one um, event on a cyclical timeline. And um, I think Dark, that series, also touches on that. There's always a, an apocalypse, but it's not the end. It is part of that timeline that feeds into another cycle again and overlapping cycles. And okay. it's, um, and it's one thing where I, <laughs> I think I was oh, maybe early 20. And I feel that that was almost, that's when I lost my strict concept of time. And I have never regained that back or replaced it with anything. It's, it, um, you know, we were very open about last week that, you know, we admit that we have no clue. Yes. <laughs> when we talked about spirituality, you said you're a spiritual baby. And, <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, I, I expanded my mind or the, I was, made myself open to a different version of time of a different, um, that time could also be cyclical, not linear, but I'm none the wiser. I am, so, hmm? oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, so you opened yourself up to, to a, a different way of seeing time as cyclical. And I was just wondering, like, is there a way that you could describe what that was like? Or how, how, how would you? Oh, you know, very, ah, um, so every time you learn something new, you try to simplify it in a way. You know, break mm -hmm. it down for me. Yeah. So I literally started that, hmm, so maybe everything that, we're f that we feel time is like, that everything goes round in a circle, like a watch. You know, so mm -hmm. when you look at your wristwatch and you see how it starts with 12, then it's, the next one is one again. Right? Right. So... However, um, one thing that I open up myself to is that reality or whatever is out there is, first of all, is completely beyond what, is, what we can grasp with our limited minds. And whatever it is, I think time can't possibly be as simple as a wristwatch. It's possible even that... Uh, I was thinking it, that either it's a lot of little revolutions happening after one another, but they are somewhat propelling the next one forward. So it doesn't overlap completely, but it's almost like a, 
um, like a string of loops, that could be possible. Or that, that even, even more complex, that this little string of loops where the next loop is a little bit further down uh, from the next one, even though you have a little revolution and things repeating itself on that cycle, um, this little string of loops, maybe this one is even coming full circle back to where it all started because a circle is a perfect infinite line. Right. So I honestly don't know, but my gut feeling tells me that time probably is not what we think it is because we try to see it through that bottleneck and that very limited, limited um, vision based upon how we can see things. Uh, we can understand everything only through our own mind and our own mind, our consciousness, at least here on this earth, has a beginning and an ending. And um, that limits us in a lot of ways to, to how we see time. We will always see it through this uh, uh, understanding of like it's going to start and it's going to stop. Right. And, and, but, but the experience of it stopping and starting seems to be real on some certain level. It feels like I was born in 1962 and that I am continuing to age and that at a certain date sometime, hopefully far in the future, <laughs> I will not be here. So so, so first of all, I, I do agree with you when you say that there is an experience of time that can be seen as cyclical. Mm -hmm. um, and I also agree that it's often very complicated or very difficult to try to express some of the things that we experience in language. Language is, is, is not always adequate in terms of of um, truly describing experiences of, 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 of things. So I, I agree that this is a difficult topic to discuss, but I'm just suggesting that it feels that way. Mm -hmm. how, how would you, what would you say about the fact that it feels like time <laughs> is going forward in a linear way? It's I I it feels that way because this is real to us in terms of right. our own perception. It's the right. same way um, uh, this I perceive. I'm looking around the room and I see something red right now. I it it's it's red. I I, I have certain uh, associations with this. There's right. certain emotions I have connected with this. I make sure that I feel good when my sneakers with that color match my shirt. Mm -hmm. So it's real and mm. it can be measured. Even there are amazing. You can take um, any little fragment with a color on it and go to a, a paint store and that paint store will be able to take a, a very detailed picture of this, analyze that, that color and replicate this. So it's measurable, right? It's real. Right. But that's only for the human eye. Exactly. And, and, and I think it's interesting because I, I think I, 
the human eye can only see, I think, about 5% of the actual spectrum. Yes. Um, it's nothing. So, so that makes, the, I mean, e- e- even that is, is amazing when you realize that 95% of what's actually going on uh, from the human perspective. We can't we, see. We can't even see it. We can't <laughs> right. see it. So w- when you start to put things into that type of perspective for me, it makes me um, more comfortable with an understanding that, that there are just ways that we perceive things that are not complete. Um, we have a limited three-dimensional perspective. Um, but what if we were able to see things from a 4D or a 5D perspective? I'm sure that our experience of it would be different. Absolutely. And it, it, it reminds me of, of the, the biblical notion that um, to uh, create a day is like a year and a year is like a day or something like that. It's, it's, it's something like that. So the experience of there are no limitations from, from, the, from the experience of, of, of a higher power. Um, right. And, and, and if we are facets of a higher power, then, then that experience is probably available to us if we understood and knew how to tap into it from that perspective. Ooh, that's, that sounds like the absolute, that's expert level in that class. <laughs> You know, no. uh, well, it's... I don't think it's extra level. I think it's, <laughs> because... <laughs> but but it, it it's my own limited way of trying to explain something mm. using language. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know if that's that that sums it up well enough. It's just my own way of experiencing mm. it. But but I, I guess the examples that we we would use that we might be able to use that most of us have experienced are feelings of deja vu, so the feeling yeah. um, that you've experienced this before, and a lot of people brush that sp- experience of deja vu off. Um, but maybe there's more to it than we than we understand. Maybe on some level we might have ex- actually experienced something prior and we're coming back around to it in some type of cyclical way it's possible i absolutely agree like the the um like deja vu is can be can be scary also on 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 one i i had this way more when i was a child like there was i remember i must have been probably nine i think either seven or nine and i spent the summer in the u.s with my parents Mm-hmm. And I had at least six six deja vus over the that entire course of the summer, mm-hmm. and and I was to this day convinced that what I saw there I dreamt ahead. Mm-hmm. That it was little, it was and it was nothing like it was never. It's never as Hollywood ready as as you would want it to. If you tell that story, it it didn't prevent us from a tragic death. Or or any other calamity. It was the most mundane, just random things, like standing in a store, like in a gift right. store, for right. example. And at the, you know this this feeling when time freezes and you get almost the chills, and like and you and I kind of describe this as everything kind of zoomed in on something, and for a brief moment it felt almost like as if time stood still, and I felt, oh my god. Yes, that, that that was the sequence from the dream. 
And then it, everything just continued as normal. There was nothing, nothing was, you know, out of the ordinary. It was just like, Sam, it was, it was a gift store from some, uh, I think it was, uh, I don't know, even maybe New Mexico or somewhere, like some tourist attraction. So it wasn't even anything big. Mm-hmm. But it happened like six times at least during that vacation. And it was always connected to a dream. So I don't know. Do you think like dreaming and that dream world or that state of mind that you're in when your brain is in that sleep, do you think that's, that it's possible to tap into that? Well, you know, so you're asking me if I think it's possible. And, and yeah. I definitely think it's possible. I, I, I... I used to think that dreams had no significance, that they were just, um, you know, just something that we didn't have control over. But then I started to realize that it is possible to be a bit aware during a dream, um, mm-hmm. to dream lucidly. And then I, I started to feel that, well, if that's the case, and I can... Uh, to a, even if it's to a small extent, exert some type of control over how I experience a dream. Maybe there's more to this quote-unquote dream world. Maybe it's more akin to some some form of reality that we're tapping into when so, we're asleep. Yeah. Just to clarify for the listeners, so because lucid dreams, I've heard this like as a term a couple times. So, mm-hmm. but just correct me if I'm wrong. A lucid dream is a dream that you can control. No, so it's a dream where you realize that you are dreaming, and when you realize you're dreaming, then you can interact. You can make decisions and interact in ways that you might not be able to if you didn't realize you were dreaming. So mm. so I had an, an experience of dreaming something. And in the middle of the dream, I realized that what was happening was impossible. And then I said, well, and then I spoke, I spoke in the dream and it was like, it was like, I could, I, I was awake. I like, I, I understood what was going on and, and could, could sort of interact with it in a different way than, than happens most of the time. And it was really interesting. It was really weird, but the impetus, the thing that started it off was the realization that, wait a minute, this isn't real. This this can't happen this way. I think mm-hmm. I, I went through a door <laughs> without without it being open. And that was but I realized it. And then sort of had a little bit of of control after realizing it. Um so, so so I've heard I've heard people describe lucid dreaming and I've heard people describe um, astral projecting during dreams and um, you know my my experience of it is limited to my experience of it I don't want I won't downplay it and I won't upplay it, it, mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, but but there's something about the way I've experienced certain things in in terms of dreaming that makes me 
question whether or not um whether or not there's some reality to to our to our dream worlds that we don't we don't understand you know um, and 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 I do think that in some ways this relates to our topic of time um I'm probably butchering it, but if i'm my my parents had a shorter teaching unit about um Australia. And um, the the native inhabitants of Australia and the dream world is it plays a huge role in their culture. That there's a whole realm out there that we connect to in our dreams, and that mm-hmm. is very much real. Mm-hmm. And that there is a strong connection between it. Um, I'm probably butchering that like in the, in the worst way right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but th- there is that aspect of dreaming and, and to a higher realm or a different realm that we can connect to right. it, in, in this regard. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm still... <laughs> anything time-related, it's so... It's so much bigger than than us. Mm-hmm. It's I'm once I understood that my initial understanding of time is not even a common or popular historical uh, perception. It's rather new, and it's very uh, it's very basic. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't. There's certain things that this linear way of thinking doesn't really doesn't really explain like so first of all how did it start oh yeah big bang right mm-hmm. uh, and was time what there, there was no time before right and is is time connected to space right and, and, and then is time linear like is can is time a consistency can we can is can time be altered? Like, we all know this. Like, oh my God, this week just flew by, didn't it? And when you talk to a lot of people mm-hmm. during that day, most of the times when I felt, man, this week went on forever, mm-hmm. I hardly ever spoke to anybody who said the opposite. Right. And it's, it's weird. And sometimes when you say, oh my God, this just flew by. Yes. Um, but do you, do you think well, that happens as you grow older? I mean, my experience, my feeling, my thought is there are the two ways to, to, to conceptualize that either time seems to be speeding up for the collective, or as you get older, it feels like time is going by quicker than when you're younger. So are you saying that you're, you're, you're experiencing it as time moving quicker for the collective or on an individual basis? What, what are you, what are your thoughts? Oh, that's everything. I think everything is possible. So I um, just think about it, like how, think about how much less, I don't want to say less productive, but just think about how many interactions a modern person in our time, especially with with broadband internet, how many interactions we have on a daily basis, how many emails we crank out, how how many things we get done, how many... And now look at somebody in, a, in an office job a hundred years ago. How many letters did they write? How many things did they file? How many things did they copy before a computer? So their 
the time that they had during the day and how much was done during that time. How do you measure this? Did the days go by quickly? Was like if you copied something in writing all day, did that day go by quickly? Or, 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 or did they go on forever? The people that had to toil the earth uh, with their bare hands on the fields, was this a long day or was this a short day with hard labor? I don't know. It's, 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 I think you always have that one. You, you have the personal perception. Um, I remember when the summers lasted forever because you were young. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it right. is a, you have a different perception of time in terms of if you had, so I had 40 summers so far. This is my 40th one. And my, my kids had nine and four summers. So if that summer feels forever because it, it takes these few months was a good percentage of your life on earth. Right? Mm-hmm. So it must feel longer. Of course. And time goes by slower then. But I think also there's something like a... So there is the personal perception of time influenced by your own... First of all, like how long you've been around. And also what you're doing. And then there is the component of a how time is being perceived by a, a, a constantly speeding up society. More. We got to be more productive. We like you, know, you send out ten emails today. Next year you got to it's got to be fifteen a day. Yeah. The year after is going to be twenty. So we always and so you have to get more done in less time constantly. That's achieving more in less time with less money. That's the entire concept of everything that surrounds us. That's modern capitalism. And and and, and also I think that probably changes the collective perception of time. And all this, and again, the, the whole modern capitalist way of seeing things in time has to be linear. That, that there's no cyclical thing. But even within that, um, quarterly results, annual resor- uh, results. So even there are cycles within this linear um, perception of time. Mm-hmm. And and I don't. That makes us more productive. It makes us more stressed. Oh, yeah. And um, and so I think that it's possible that if you had a, um, a a lifestyle that was less stressed, that you have the uh, opportunity to experience time in a different way. I don't know whether it slows it down or speeds it up, but I don't think that the adage of technology necessarily makes time makes us perceive time differently than someone who who focus on agriculture. I think it's more, I think it was just as possible to time travel or experience feelings of deja vu back then as it is now. And it's just as possible um, during the time that the Egyptian pyramids appeared to experience that also. So I think it's something that kind of transcends where we are Um according to our various calendars and ways of seeing things, it's more, it feels to me like it would be more of, of an organic experience. I don't know. That's, it's also calendars also good. Like that's just, that's timekeeping again. And it's like, we can't even, and you see how everything man-made is not even accurate because we, we have to put 
we we have to put a leap day on something every other four every four years because the 365 days nah doesn't quite cut it so we just uh, you know we right. wing it with an extra day <laughs> so so what that is is interesting because it's 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 what it is is marking the cycles of 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 you know terrestrial objects mm-hmm. and and I guess that's a way that we can really, in some way, experience the cyclical nature of time. Because, um, because if you look into the sky and you mark things and you base your experience of time based on that, over time, I believe, you will definitely have a realization that that the appearance of things seems to be cyclical. I agree. Absolutely. Everything that can be observed... Um, around us, I, I don't want to use the term nature in this, but what can be observed appears to be cyclical and not linear. Right. So why should time be linear if everything else is cyclical, especially when it comes to time, seasons, um, constellations? Um, we spoke about this even with the ages, right? So the so mm-hmm. we have basically we have these cyclical phenomena on different scales, right? So we have day and night, which is kind of the the smaller time cycles that we have, right? Right. And we mimic that by giving a day hours, and the first clocks and watches that we had were either sundials which are like a semicircle because that was we only had sun for half a day and the moment we could measure this more mechanically we went with a uh, the clock face which is a cycle it was a perfect circle right and um so even every hour has another full circle and every minute has another full full cycle of of 60 seconds um the year like the the seasons themselves are a cycle right um right. then the so the year itself and then how do we how do we go from there what is the what's the next bigger level in this sense do we jump straight from from a year to 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 the ages which are basically thousands of years um, you know, we, 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 we go from the year to the decade, from the decade to the century, right. to the century, the millennium, and and so forth and so on. Um, but are those I, man-made or are they natural? Uh, because so far, everything well, else was, was before man. There was a day before man. There was a year yes. before man. So... But um, the ages will be something like the star constellations. This was there before we even walked the earth, right? Yes, yes. And 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 I, I but I don't know. Well, it feels to me like what the thing that came to my mind when you when you were just now. This is a reflection of of how we how we everything is numerical yeah there is a there is a a numerical way of of putting things and and numbers seem to be divisible by certain other number numbers 
And that's what delineates how we um, how we measure time. So we seem to measure thing in, in time in 12s, like there are 12 months, there are 12 hours to a day. They are 60 minutes in an hour, which is divisible by 12. Mm-hmm. Um, five for five. There's 60 seconds in a minute divisible by 12. But and, and and what it might be is a reflection of numbers as being energy and energy also reflecting what we see in 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 terms of what we see astrologically. Um, and so what we're doing is not necessarily measuring something that's linear, but measuring energy and energy and cycles. That's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just what came to mind with, with what you were saying for me. And I think that that we can see energy in terms of cycles. There, there are, are times when the moon is full Right, and the response that we have as people is that we seem to to have heightened <laughs> heightened responses to a full moon. Um, we know that the tide comes and goes in different ways when the moon is full as to when the moon is not. Oh, you haven't even like I grew right. up with this on the um, like the north coast the coast of Germany. I don't. I, I, I have. I I must have. De- definitely uh, slept through that in, in, in school because I can't I don't know because why it's so extreme further up north but mm-hmm. um, I'm used to getting to the beach of the North Sea and there was there was a lot of beach and then a lot mm-hmm. of mud and there mm-hmm. was you couldn't see the the sea for miles the moon right, right. the tide the moon would draw back the entire water so instead of looking at the waves you you looked at a field of mud as far as the eye could uh, could go and right. there's even an island uh off the coast of, of of northern germany that they offer day tours where you have like a horse-drawn carriage where you mm. where they take you from the beach to the island and then back before the tide comes back before the tide comes back yes I've had had a similar experience in um, Canada. I believe it was in um, Halifax. Yeah, we went uh, to an island that they said, you know, <laughs> you don't miss the bus because <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> later on, this is all going to be covered in water. It's... Um, so, yeah, you know, it's interesting. But I do think it's in, on some level, our experience of time is somehow a reflection of energy and how how we experience energy. I I really had that that thought as as well that that time and energy. I don't know if it's um, interchangeable or if they are at least correlated. You know, if there's a if there's a a a strong connection between the both, or if time is nothing but energy. And um, maybe a, um, yeah. Uh, so, so in the grand scheme of things, what does what is 
what difference does it make whether or not we see time as being linear or cyclical? Do you feel that it is more valuable for us to see it as cyclical than it is for us to see it as linear? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know if, if, if I see a value in either or. Um, I think understanding or being opening myself to to or allowing a cyclical interpretation of time just as a thought pattern at least mm-hmm. freed me from this very rigid oh um linear thinking and and i think it was it all correlated with different learning experiences at that same time that broke certain thought patterns that i had before and so all it did for me was that, you know, um, <laughs> if somebody has a conversation about how with me about time and how it has to be linear and all these things, um, I can't agree with that anymore because my favorite thing to say is I really don't know. Right. I, I, I tested myself and I've, I've read things where that make me question the linear thinking of time and it's it's this whole what what can be observed and understand who are we to say that that the egyptians egyptians had everything wrong you know Mm -hmm. so there are maybe they found out some fundamental truths that we're still lacking behind think about it so so um it just because we believe certain things in our modern world doesn't mean that we have it completely correct. That it's that it's right. Look, look at how advanced the Roman society was um, in certain ways. How they had had indoor plumbing, where other people wiped their butts in the woods with leaves, and they still had a almost like a pagan society where they believed in twelve different gods. In human in human form, basically. So, um, that go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it's it's it. It doesn't mean that you know we believe in other things. It's like we we swapped certain certain uh, the the Roman deities out for other beliefs. So, and we created things as amazing as an iPhone or or a Samsung or whatever, like a, a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that our interpretation of time that we base everything on that linear interpretation of such, but that doesn't mean we're hundred percent correct. No, it doesn't. And, and, and so did you have, did you see the movie avatar? Um, the, uh, hold on, which, which one, the, uh, the, the airbender or the, the ones with the blue people, the ones with the blue people, the ones with the blue people. Yes, I've, I, I, I did. I did. So it's interesting to me that, that you said you, you described, um, cultures that seem some seem to be um, more advanced than others, but in, in 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 the movie Avatar, the blue people lived in nature, but they were much more advanced than the humans that had come to colonize their their territory, and so. I, I just think that we have to always be careful when we label some some 
places as more advanced than others because they might not be that way. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that and, my, um, my Roman example was pretty much to bolster up what you just said. Yeah. Uh, so Rome was regarded by some as the pinnacle of everything. And that's, when you take a closer look, a lot of this stuff yes. was pretty barbaric. Yes, 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 yes. And, 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 you know, in a lot of ways, this modern world, and especially this country, was modeled after Rome. <laughs> right. Right. So look at, go to Washington, look at all the buildings. They are a carbon copy of the Pantheon. Right. And it was, and the, it, so, uh, <laughs> and a lot of these things shine through. It's like you, there, there is a lot more. So there's this country has prided itself in so many technological advancements, and 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 but there's also a lot of superstition that is that is commonly accepted, which you 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 don't find in 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 other countries. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still... <laughs> so so um, just uh, one one of one of the the things that I I see as a benefit of of possibly adopting a, a cyclical version of time is that if you have a cyclical version of time, you're not limited and you can, I don't want to use the word alter, but you can experience things differently without, how can I put it? You, you can, I guess the best way is you can alter perceptions, your perception of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, so this, the, I guess, the next question then that I had is, what are your thoughts about alternative timelines? Oh yeah. Oh, see, uh, Schrodinger's cat, basically. Basically, it's um. Uh, that's very complex because I think alternative timelines work and that's something again that's uh, that was picked up in dark as well um alternative timelines work in a cyclical understanding and in a linear mm-hmm. so i don't think like an alternative timeline is 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 married to either one interpretation of time mm-hmm. um it's mind blowing when you so think of think about it most theories about alternative timelines are based upon the assumption that in every split second or every time you decide something you Mm -hmm. you i'm looking at a can in front of me so i pick it up or i don't Mm -hmm. so and there are two every every moment has two potential or multiple potential timelines right infinite 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 infinite. and Everyone, every every being on this earth has in these an infinite number all the time. Mm-hmm. The and if you just even try to understand how many different timelines are possible. It's just like I'm. I, I know where I need to stop trying to think because it is not possible. 
from on it's it's the same it's we, we're getting into god's territory with this in in terms of it's an infinite number of times you cannot think with a human brain mm-hmm. it's it's just like yeah, i it's it's possible it's it's possible yeah. but i I, right. I can't possibly contribute anything intelligent ever because it's not thinkable right so so there's this notion that there you can you can you can jump to a a, a timeline that's not far from where you are right now but if you jump too far it's called quantum jumping and quantum jumping is is a real noticeable change right whereas a smaller jump would be a less noticeable change, but a change nonetheless, right? So one example would be um, uh, an occurrence that happens during the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that for some reason, uh, you know, I might feel or you, you or whoever is experiencing it might feel negatively about, right? If you continue on, the emotions attached to that negative feeling will propel you in a certain direction um, based on that, that occurrence, right? However, if you have the skill to stop yourself, right? Rework what happened, right? And allow yourself to experience different emotions. Those different emotions will propel you on a different path than if you had not taken that time to rethink what happened, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a very small example, right? But I think I think in some ways it can be a very profound example because you do have the ability to view things on a moment-by-moment basis, and you do have the ability to change your emotions in a moment-by-moment basis, and that ability does can have the potential of propelling you into completely different paths. And so I think that like, like we spoke about earlier, it's, it's very difficult to place, to put these things into a language that we can easily communicate with, with uh, other people. So I'm doing the best to try to communicate how I, I, what I, what I feel is a way that we can all experiencing, uh, experience different timelines on a very minute level. Um, and it's something that I've worked on for myself and that I've had success doing, right? Whether that is 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 manipulating time or not, who knows? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what I'm what I'm saying is that that ability to go back, relive something, right, and develop a new emotional attachment to it, in my mind, it is a way to sort of describe how different emotions can can propel you on trajectories and and maybe i don't know i'm I'm just throwing out uh my opinion about how that could be a start of how we can understand what what it's like to experience different timelines um and and then you can take that 
an experience like that and multiply it and you could do it on different levels and pro and possibly experience something like what you saw in the movie back to the future you know what i mean i don't, I don't know and then get just... back to the to reality where where a version of trump is president uh, <laughs> Biff. Well, I, mean, you know, I, I don't want to get political because i i that's that that i, I don't want to do right now i i, I, th I think i think that you know you know I just think that there's a lot going on in terms of politics that we, we need to really, really, well, really understand. We might cross that bridge one, one day, folks, yeah. so don't stay, stay yeah. tuned on this one. Um, yeah. You know what? One thought I have with this is that, yes, I, it's, it's a great it's, – it, it's thinkable. It's, right. it's, for me, it's, it's a great – it's an exercise where um, – so – revisiting something stopping yourself taking control over certain things is as an as a thought idea as a as a process um i like the idea however i am not even a hundred percent sure if we even have that power to begin with if you know what i mean if, if if so this is all based upon the assumption that we can make a difference that so that we we think that we have somewhat control over time and we can we can change things um mm -hmm. who says that 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 what you're experiencing with this reflection stopping yourself from falling into an old mm -hmm. pattern that this wasn't exactly how it was supposed to go from the from the get go. That this was that this was mm -hmm. the timeline that was there that was basically preset, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So um, it, yeah, it does. And so, uh, like I said, I was just trying to offer an example. It's uh, great, but and I don't. I, but it's all yeah. based on. Sorry, it's but, all based on rational I, choice. It's it's all that we yeah, have an influence. But, uh, I'll t I'll tell you this: if there was a way to manipulate time, right? And that way of manipulating time was based on um, on technology, based on um, based on whatever. That if 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 it is possible to do, there are people trying to do it. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't discount that these things are possible and that these things are happening. So another example would be. Um, the Mandela effect that we've we've been hearing a lot about, you know, the past how years. things are remembered, yeah, uh, yeah, um, and so you know there are definitely things that I remember differently than what they say, uh, what they're now saying, but but I don't know whether that is manipulation of of of, of things, or if these are actual differences that 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 happened. Um, but, but I know that there are, are some things that they say are the way they are that I do remember differently. That's, um, a, I, uh, that's a really cool angle, you know, but I've never, um, I can't recall that for whatever reason. I can't recall an instant um, that I remember differently. Um, that I, the, the funny thing is like when, when, when did, so it was all named after Nelson Mandela um, uh, mm -hmm. where if I get this right, um, I don't know if every, every one of the listeners is, is familiar with it, but from, to my understanding is that the, the notion was that some people 
remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison, right? In South Africa. Right. And uh, when, right. when was that supposed to have happened? Like, when, when did he die? Because, um, um, I, like, do you know, do you remember a specific year when this should have taken place? No, I don't. Um, but that, that, is the, that is one of the things that, that they use as an example. I mean, obviously, it's the Mandela effect, but... Do, do, just between uh, us, do, do, you, do, do you remember that he died in, in jail? Or did you... Like, I, I don't. Like, I recall, like, he was always in, in jail. No. Remember the, the song Free Nelson Mandela Blasting and, and like, the whole... Like, th that was what, what, what I remember. <laughs> I, I, um, I remember living in the Bronx and... When Nelson Mandela was released from prison, um, there was a a, um, a a time that he, um, I think it was a speech or something like that at um, Yankee Stadium, and I also remember specifically going into Lower Manhattan and seeing him um, in a parade with wow. his wife, with Winnie Mandela. Um, going down, going up Broadway in lower Manhattan. So I definitely have a memory of um, Nelson Mandela being alive <laughs> and not dying in prison. So, you know, you know, I, and that seems to be my, you know, I, I can't understand how others could, could necessarily see it differently. You, you know what? Maybe even it's it's how certain things pre-internet were even reported. You know, that's also a possibility in the mm -hmm. sense that uh, we don't know how locally certain things were reported uh, back then. And now you see like with uh, even today with countries like China, um, you, you really don't like you don't know how 1.3 billion people actually perceive certain things collectively because certain information mm -hmm. is just being altered. And uh, yes, that is true. over here as well, there's the, it, and it's never, and I, I noticed one thing, we are always looking out for the big bang. Like the, it's the major things. I think, mm -hmm. and that's another thing because everything we're all connected. We're all on this, on this earth together. And it's the accumulation of, of small things that make a big whole. And um, mm -hmm. so one more thought I had on time also was that we always try to have everything done within our lifetime. If things have to change now, it has to change for me. The world has to change for me. Um, and I think the only thing where I see a benefit in a cyclical way is that it gives you more time. You don't necessarily have to, to believe in reincarnation in a way. But if everything is cyclical, that somehow this is not the end of it and there's something going forward and changes. And I think I want to... Uh, do a quick flashback to our first episode when we say what we want these changes and we gave a couple of let's say like outlooks of 
what we would love to see in terms of processes and developments, especially personal developments and, um, and maybe even like a collective development, these take mm. time. I don't think you or I will see a lot of these changes that we are hoping for. But maybe mm -hmm. our daughters, and if they, a, a slight change, and maybe their children, or their children, and their children. And I think we have to, that's another understanding of, of time, that things take longer than we would want them to. That doesn't mean that we, can, mm -hmm. that we are allowed to stop um, working towards this just because, you know, why, am I, why am I supposed to do something? I'm, I'm going to be dead anyway. Who needs a living? I don't need a living planet in 80 years from now. I'll be dead. So right. screw it. Another oil rig. Uh, I can, so I can drive faster because I don't have time. Um, it's, uh, I think if, if, if we rid ourselves a little bit more on this egotistical way of seeing time, that's something as well. Sam, we're on top of the hour and we had such yes. a great segue about 20 minutes ago. I'm going to pick that up because we're always, I don't, dear listeners, I don't know if you noticed, but we go into every episode knowing what we want to talk about where we have no clue what we're doing next week. And I think because we just raised the question about time and energy, I would really like to pick up on that. How about we, we open it up for, we transition from time into energy next week. Okay. All right, that so sounds can, good. So that's big topic. <laughs> it is like how we experience energy or how energy everything. Like I, and energy is a big that might even be a two or three parter as well. So folks, stay tuned. How we're going to solve this one? But I think energy <laughs> is 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 a very important topic um, that we've been brushing up on a lot. I think it's, it's, we're, we're always coming back to energy when we came to spirituality and, um, mm -hmm. we referenced that a lot of times. And I think, uh, we, we can dive a little bit deeper into that one next week. Okay. Yep. That awesome. Sounds good. That sounds so good. thank you everybody for staying with us. And, uh, I hope you had a great time with this episode. Uh, Sam, any magical last words? <laughs> no magical last words no magical last words just uh just just you know just just really think about how you know the experience of time and and consider that it, we might not be understanding or seeing things from uh as they really are from our 3d perspective you know sometimes it's just being open-minded and trying to see things from a different perspective what i can say take your time <laughs> yeah. i had to leave it on that pun. everybody Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye-bye.